want to trade? <laughs> That's ridiculous. Why can't I just mow oh, you've got to be want. shitting me. Yeah, but... Okay, what if we split it? Split it with what? Does that even make sense? Isn't this a nice surprise? What are you doing here? Shopping. This is her new style. What do you think? What's wrong with you? You know she's not allowed to be here. What is she, your little pet? Yeah. Am I your pet? What? No! And why do you treat me like garbage? What? You said Nana was sick. She is. She is. She is she, sick. Yeah, she's, she's sick. sick. She's sick. She's super sick. That's why we're here, actually. Yeah, yeah, we're shopping. Not for us, but for her, for Nana. Yeah. For Nana. Also, we're here to get a gift for you. Because we couldn't find anything that suited you, and I only have, like, $3.50, so it's hard. Super hard. It's, it's expensive. You lie. Why do you lie? I dump your ass. Hey everybody, this is Tony with a Stranger Things podcast. Today we're covering Chapter 2, The Mall Rats. Before we jump into the episode, I just want to let you know how the episodes are going to go for the remainder of this uh, Season 3 Revisited uh, little series I have going on here. So what's going to happen is every other day from here until the 26th of May, which is the day, of course, we all know, right before Stranger Things Season 4 drops, I will uh, release an episode every other day up until the 26th. So the 26th will be the uh, last day that the last revisited episode for season three will drop. So just to let you uh, you guys know exactly what's going on. So the full season will be covered before we jump into season four. So. As you all know how I'm doing this particular revisited season of season three of Stranger Things, I'm basically just going through and just highlighting all of my favorite parts of each and every season. So with uh, with each and every episode, rather. So with all that being said, let's jump right into 
this episode, Chapter 2, The Mall Rants. So this episode, uh, one of the first things I really liked about it was uh, Billy gets taken over by the Mind Flare Horde. And this is the pivotal point uh, with within this particular season because everything hinges on this event happening. Everything from here on out, it just uh, ratchets up from this point moving forward and just him having this realization that something's quite uh, different, something has changed. Uh, he has all these interactions and he has this physical um, this physical reaction to exactly what's going on with, uh, with him in the real, uh, world or in the alternate world, which is the, uh, upside down and the real world. Okay. So another area that I really loved is, uh, Hopper that he's happy that he's, uh, pulled 11 and Mike apart. And this is so funny. He has just this, uh, just grandiose uh, uh, moment where he's really feeling happy about what he's done, and he's he's so happy about him himself just pulling these two apart because he feels like he has some uh, some some peace now, and he's just so elated um, that they aren't spending as much time together. And as speaking as a, uh, as a father of 17 year olds and 15 year olds and another teen, uh, <laughs> I have three teens in the home right now. So this for me is, is so funny because I relate to this, but at the same time, I remember being that, uh, being that, that age and, and the teens and wanting to spend every single moment of, of, of your time with, uh, with, uh, said partner, um, whomever that may be when you're growing up. And believe me, when you, when you get to a certain age, uh, when you get past like the age of twenties and thirties and you start getting up into uh, your forties, which is where I am, it, 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 it's just so funny because you remember those times, but at the same time, you love the, the peace and quiet. And, um, to a certain extent, I've always been like that, but I've been really sociable as well. So I can kind of get it from both angles and, and, you know, and I guess a lot of, uh, a lot of teens think that, oh, you absolutely forget about all that. No, you don't, you don't really forget about all that. Right. But you, you, you love your, your, you know, peace, the serenity that you get from not a lot going on sometimes because the real world, when you become an adult, it just becomes so overwhelming and you just get into that, that grind. You know, I, I, I say a lot, you know, a lot of times is I like to try to get out of the matrix and this is what, um, this is what this feels like, you know, and this, you know, elation that, that, uh, that, Hopper is feeling when he has that drive over to uh, uh, Maldives where Joyce is to the uh, store, which is uh, sadly enough, um, it looks like it's getting ready to close down because of the mall. Um, but I, I just found that to be so funny and so refreshing. All right. And my one of my uh, third favorite points within this episode is Nancy saying she has girl problems to her voice Tom at the newspaper this is the funniest thing because he's just he, he feels so uncomfortable he got I think there's a point where he actually uh, he gets I guess a, a coffee he's drinking that that she's just uh, brought him at this point and he just spits it up you know and, and, and you know as a uh, as a father uh, of an older 
teen, I, I get that. You know, female teen, I get that. So with, with all that being said, it's like you have to have these conversations, but they're really uncomfortable, uh, especially when there's some when it's someone that is not a family member of yours. So Nancy is really, really because uh, I guess because she wants to she wants to get this uh, scoop on this uh, story from Mrs. Uh, Driscoll. Uh, and she really thinks that there's something to this and she kind of, you know, drags Jonathan along with her for this whole ride. So I really appreciate a lot of what she is actually uh, doing. Um, you know, she's getting a lot of, of pushback from all of the males in the office because we know that there is this sexism that is going on and it still goes on to today but it was just so blatant and horrible in the uh, in the 80s and we see a lot of you know her struggling and dealing with that and this was just kind of like her pushback on that and you know just rubbing that in their face a little bit because it's like they're not even going to even talk about it they just you know, you know just shuffle her off like you just do what you have to do and you know she basically at that point she can get what she wants to get and she uses that to her at advantage whether or not that's a positive or a negative uh, I think it's really neither here or there but I really uh, enjoyed the way she uh, she played that up. Now, another uh, moment here for me that is um, one of my favorite moments is the Steve uh, and Dustin when they meet again via Chips Ahoy. Just that whole fun scene where they do the whole Star Wars lightsaber and just the you know just the bodily reaction and just them having the the talk and and um, and Dustin finding this uh this uh recording and them talking about uh you know trying to translate something from russian into english and then robin in the background just the whole conversation between uh them and just their whole interaction i just you know if there's any spinoff series that i would love to see that would definitely be one of the uh, scenes that i would say you know what that's a goal let's let's turn this into a comedy slash mystery solving with a little slant of of, of horror injected into uh, each and every episode and just having these short episodes I, I you know for me that's that's one of the series i would definitely love to see you know and we can call it the babysitter club right so that's you know that's uh, i think i think that would be uh great to see and then there uh and then there's this uh, another scene on uh, it's my fifth scene that I actually absolutely love and I thought that this played well to building uh, everything that's going on and there's the the um, the 11 and Max talk versus the Mike and Luke and 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 uh, Lucas talk with uh, Will in the background still trying to play uh, D&D because we see that he is really struggling with with uh, the female counterparts and he's he's really still wanting to play D&D so he's still in that world and this plays so true because we know we all have those friends that are still doing certain things that we've left behind even if, even if it was only six months ago and you know or a year or two and the, 
we've just changed so much from where they still are. So, and I feel really sad for Will, but at the same time, you you know, you have to grow up, you have to move forward, you know, but everyone does that in their own time. And the Duffer Brothers have, have really captured that really well within this series, and especially within this episode and moving forward. Now, getting back to uh, Eleven and Max having their talk while Mike and Lucas are having their talk. So Eleven and Max, they talk and, you know, and Max is, you know, a little bit afraid because of their, you know, their last interaction together because they weren't really talking or, 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 or anything. And Eleven goes to Max while she's skateboarding outside her home. And Max is looking at her like, I don't know how to take this, but okay, we'll go with it. And so they go into Max's bedroom and they have this conversation and they're, and they're talking and Max is like, you know, he's treating you like crap. You need to treat him like crap. And, you know, he's clearly lying. There's no Nana or, or Nana's not sick rather. And then we go uh, back and forth between uh, 11 and Max to Mike and Lucas and Mike and Lucas are having this conversation. And basically Lucas is trying to tell him, you know, look, you have, you have really messed up. You know, I've messed up, you know, so many times, hundreds, thousands of times. And he's really just, uh, just trying to get him to a point to where he tries to figure out exactly what's going on. And this is so comical because, you know, we have the, the, uh, the, girl's point of view and then we have the boy's point of view and it's going back and forth and then Will is ultimately left alone in the basement by himself to play D&D &D. of course it looks like he's set up some kind of campaign and he's by himself but I just love uh, Lucas this little scene where you know I you know am I despairing no and he just does the whole hand thing and he's like like, like there's uh, a tinge of of victory that he's won because he's been dumped five times and it's like I don't know if I'm gonna get my advice you know relationship advice from someone who's been dumped five times and really just seems like they haven't learned their lesson but of course he's uh, he's a teen boy I'm just gonna go with that I'm not gonna say a teen in general because from what I've uh, remembered of my teen years the girls are usually a bit more uh, experienced as far as or not experience I'm gonna get ready to put my foot in my mouth here firmly you know <laughs> but um, uh, not, not necessarily uh, experienced but they are more knowledgeable and more mature is, 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 is the word I'm looking for here so so that that really for me it, it's just so fun the way they play off of each other I'm gonna take a, uh, a brief break here for a moment and I'll be right back Hi, I'm Dustin. I'm Robin. Pleasure to meet you. Uh, is, is she here? Is who here? Henderson. <laughs> Henderson. He's back. He's back. I'm back. You got the job. You got the job. Yay! Oh. How many children are you friends with? No, no way. Hotter than Phoebe Cates? Mm -hmm. no. Brilliant. Cute. And she doesn't even care that my real pearls are still coming in. She says kissing is better without teeth. 
Wow. Yeah, I'm, that's great. Proud of you, man. That's that, that's kind of romantic. That's like, mm. wow. <laughs> so do you really just get to eat as much of this as you want? Yeah, I mean, sure. It's not a really good idea for me, though. You know, I got to keep in shape for the ladies. Yeah, and how's that working out for you? Ignore her. She seems cool. She's not. So, uh, where are the other knuckleheads? They ditched me yesterday. No. My first day back. Can you believe that shit? Whoa, seriously? I swear to God. Mm. They're gonna regret it, though. Big time. When they don't get to share in my glory. Glory? <laughs> what glory? So last night, I was trying to get in contact with Susie. Oh. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh... Louder. I intercepted a secret Russian communication. Jeez, shh. Yeah, okay, that's what I thought you said. Wait, what does that mean? It means, Steve, we could be heroes. True American heroes. Huh. Mm-hmm. American heroes. Just think, you could have all the ladies you want and more. More? More. I like more. Mm-hmm. What's the catch? No catch, I just need your help. With what? Translation. Hi. Hi? Can we talk? And then he said he, he missed me, and then he just hung up. He's a piece of shit. What? Mike doesn't have jack shit to do today, and his Nana obviously isn't sick. I guarantee you, him and Lucas are playing Atari right now. But friends don't lie. Yeah, well, boyfriends lie. All the time. She knows I'm lying. She knows I'm lying. I don't even understand. Why lie? Hopper, he, he threatened me. Did he say he'd kill you? What? No. So then what's the big deal? The big deal is, is if I don't do what he says, then he'll stop me from seeing Elle. Like, permanently. You don't understand, Lucas. He's crazy. He's lost his mind. Hey, guys, I'm almost set up here. I had no choice, Lucas. I really had no choice. I just wish you consulted me, because the way you handled this, you're in deep shit. You're going to stop calling him. You're going to ignore his calls. As far as you're concerned, he doesn't exist. Doesn't exist. He treated you like garbage. You're going to treat him like garbage. Give him a taste of his own medicine. Give him the medicine. Mm-hmm. And if he doesn't fix this, if he doesn't explain himself, dump his ass. Ah! I'm not gonna lie. It's gonna be bad. Ah! But you can fix this. It's just one little mistake. I've made hundreds, thousands. Max has dumped me five times. But what have I done? Huh? Have I despaired? No. I've marched back into battle and I've won her back every single freaking time. How? I'll show you. Come on. Come on. Where are we going? <laughs> to have some fun. There's more to life than stupid boys, you know. Hey, guys, I'm still here. Charlie McGee is a healthy eight-year-old girl. Normal in every way. Charlie, now watch what you're doing. But one. Did she do that? What are you going to do with her? Robert, you're here. So you can do all your tests. And you give her to me. Charlie has the power. Do you think that? Please.
still love me? She can set things on fire. Something's happening in there. With just a glance. It is a power she does not want. Stick around. Daddy, I'm scared. So am I, honey. A power she cannot control. Back up. And each night, she prays to be just like every other child. We haven't got her yet. Do that. But there are those who will do everything in their power to find her. To control her. Charlie! And maybe destroy her. Charlie! Come to me, Charlie. Go! You're gonna have to burn it down. I mean, burn it all down. Charlie McGee is Stephen King's fire starter. So before we get to the sixth point that I have here that I really kind of wanted to highlight, there's the scene where Erica is trying samples of ice cream. I may or may not have done this with a certain ice cream uh, brand that is that is out there <laughs> or that was out there rather. Um, they're not as as uh, prolific as they used to be within the uh, ice cream space anymore. You probably can find uh one of these shops here there but i just love the whole scene with where erica and all her friends and she's basically got got like this whole thing of ice cream and she's just going through all of them and then she wants to go back and her the interplay between her and robin is just so great and i'm just i just love their entire uh scene uh when when they are actually uh playing off of one another they are just so great and then we have um the uh my sixth point here which is mrs driscoll and her creepy basement with half eaten fertilizer and her caught crazed rat which we'll see a little bit later on but i i just loved what she actually did uh, uh nancy going to mr driscoll and I, i must say mr driscoll she looks a little bit creepy here almost like hobbit like uh i don't know like the like the uh woman from uh poltergeist the one you know uh, yeah yeah she just i don't know they they and maybe it was the way they just dressed her up but she looked really really uh creepy and i just found her to be uh i, I don't know just spooky I, you know i have i'm a loss for words uh as to why she just seemed so creepy it was like just just her not uh, not vocalizing certain things and it seemed like possibly she was hiding something else but there's a scene later on in the season that is just oh, it's just so so creepy because we realize we start to realize a little bit of what's going on with uh with her and how she's affected but anyway Okay, going to my seventh point here is Max and Eleven hang out at the mall. This is one of my favorite scenes because I, you know, uh, as I put it in the uh, episode description, this is basically about the mall. This this whole uh, episode uh, specifically is about the mall. It's like int really introducing the mall. I mean, we got a little bit of that in, in episode one, definitely, where the kids are arriving there and they're going to the movies, see Day of the Dead, and we see all these um, these posters from movies which was a real big thing i don't know why we don't have more movie theaters 
at the malls. I think this would bring a lot of people back to malls, but unfortunately, malls are not a thing anymore. <laughs> unfortunately, you know, I remember in my youth in the 80s and, and you know, in early 90s, I remember going to the mall. That was the hangout spot on the weekends, you know, and I, I don't know, maybe just bring back some, some of that, but, you know, everything is online now and you know and you know okay this is an old guy talking here now so <laughs> you know? so anyway with that being said i just love them going uh, 11 and max going on their shopping spree and really just having some fun together and we can see that they become almost best friends like overnight now which i mean it's it's realistic because when you're that age you, you form relationships a little bit you know faster you don't have all this, you know, life experience and baggage with you that sometimes pulls you back from, you know, forming these close relationships with with people of your own age. So I think this is really realistic, especially back then. You know, people were more trusting of. You know, now there's this, you know, cynical thing that is just, you know, it's. It covers everyone, you know, from teens all the way up to uh, adults who, of course, have been more, you know, jaded by life itself. So I, I, I found this whole scene with them shopping and Material Girl playing in the background. And may I add, now we're starting to really see, you know, and feel and get a real feel of what the 80s was like. And these mall scenes and these colors and the music and just the kids hanging out and just all of this and I just love the way they have done that and, and they have really captured like I said this so well I, I can't over vocalize that enough because if I were watching this you know or reliving this I'm like this is exactly how it was so kids today get to actually see the fun side and it wasn't just you know just because there wasn't technology I mean, but of course you don't see anyone with 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 phones and smartphones because they're actually getting those experiences but at the same time as i've had these conversations with my um with my teen uh teen girls uh specifically you don't have to worry about all this stupid stuff that you that you did you know what I mean? Being recorded forever, you know, because it's like, yeah, I remember a lot of this stuff and that's going to stay in my head forever. Or, you know, a lot of the friends was like, yeah, we're not ever going to repeat any of that stupid stuff that we did. But now, unfortunately, today, that stuff is going to be recorded forever. And, you know, of course, we have the whole uh, the whole uh, uh, climate where everyone is basically getting uh, getting uh, canceled you know, this cancel culture that we have here. And I just, uh, I just don't, I just don't like that for someone because, you know, if, if we had had everything recorded, all of us, every single one of us, every single one of us would be canceled. And I'm just thinking, you know, this, this can't be a healthy thing. Anyway, I'm going to get off of that soapbox and not jump back on it again. Okay. So, um, then there's the scene where Joyce visits Dr. Uh, uh, Mr. Clark, rather, the teacher, and he's explaining all this thing. And then there's this Will uh, Weird Al, you know, my baloney playing in the background, which is a really cheesy. It was one of my less favorite 
uh, scenes, but you know, and definitely, definitely one of my less favorite uh, uh, musical choices. But of course, you know, the '80s was filled with cheese, <laughs> literally. So y- you had to, you know, you had to have that to offset some of the really, really, um, really strong, strong uh, uh, horror that we're gonna have. In and, and, and the drama that we're going to have coming up. So we had to have a little bit of that to counterbalance some of what we're going to have coming soon because this is going to be a really emotional season, to say the least. Okay, and then we have uh, Billy's episode and the spreading of the Mind Flayer, and he's just uh, you know continuing to get more and more people. We're going to see this in the uh, next episode, uh, definitely more so than... Uh, we have in the first two, and then we uh, and then we get the mall montage where there's all of these things, these different events happening, and it's just showcasing what the mall uh, mall life was really like. Uh, that should be a uh, bumper sticker, mall life. Anyway, um, oh God, speaking again. But you know, I, you know, I just love the way they were showing the kids eating ice cream, Orange Julius, Orange Julius from Dairy Queen. Oh my God. I completely forgot about that. That was a thing. There's actually an episode uh, about that. Um, they didn't call it. Uh, they didn't call it the Orange Julius, but it was the Lazarus, and it was from um, kind of like a, a Rising, but it was from a episode from Nickelodeon um, that happened in the early '90s, uh, a series called Pete and Pete. The Adventures of Pete and Pete. Oh, it was so surreal, uh, so uh, grunge 90s, and it was for kids, but it was so weird and strange. I absolutely loved it. And of course, I would be drawn to something like that, but that was that was the last time I'd actually remembered uh, actually remembering or seeing something like that played out on the, uh, on the screen. And I'll take a brief break here, and I'll be right back with my final points and uh, scenes that I absolutely loved in this episode. already tried the peppermint stick? Yes, and I'd like to try it again. Steve! Поездка в Китай звучит неплохо, если быть осторожным. Неделя длинная. So what do you think? Sound familiar. What? The music. The music right there at the end. Why are you listening to the music, Steve? Listen to the Russian. We're translating Russian. I'm trying to listen to the Russian, but there's music. All right, the babysitting time is over. You need to get in there. Hey, my board. That was important data, shitbirds. I guarantee you what we're doing is way more important than your data. Yeah? Yeah. And how do you know these Russians are up to no good anyways? How does she know about the Russians? I don't know. You told her about the Russians. It wasn't me. Hello, I can hear you. Actually, I can hear everything. You are both extremely loud. You think you have evil Russians plotting against our country on tape and you're trying to translate but you haven't figured out a single word because you didn't realize the Russians use an entirely different alphabet than we do? 
Sound about right? Oh, what do you think you're doing? I want to hear it. Why? Because maybe I can help. I'm fluent in four languages, you know. Russian? Uye arye umbade. Holy shit. That was pig Latin dingus. Idiot. But I can speak Spanish and French and Italian, and I've been in band for 12 years. My ears are little geniuses, trust me. <laughs> Come on, it's your turn to sling ice cream, my turn to translate. I don't even want credit, I'm just bored. on the phone last night? We're from the Hawkins Post. Oh, oh, yes. Oh, my goodness. You look too young for reporters. We get that a lot. <laughs> Follow me. Oh, it's, it's lovely. Um, do you live here all alone? Yes. Jack, my husband, he passed away, oh, what is it now, 10 years ago. Oh, um, I'm, I'm so sorry. Oh, don't be... I kind of like the quiet. At least I did. This way. It's right over there. teeth marks, don't you? And these bags, um, you're sure they were full before? I'm old, honey, not senile. Bought them over at Blackbird Supplies just last Tuesday. Now you tell me, why would rats want to eat a poor old woman's fertilizer? Are you sure they did? Maybe they just gnawed the bag? I mean... Eating fertilizer seems... Crazy! Believe me, I know, honey. But something's not right with these rats. What does that mean exactly? Not right. Rabies, my guess. That's when I said to myself, Doris, you gotta call the paper. Because if those diseased rats are running loose, the people, they ought to know. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, yes, I forgot to mention. Come on over here. Caught one of the little bastards. And what is this again? This is a solenoid. It's a coil wrapped around a metallic core, and when electricity passes through it, it creates an electromagnetic field. Exactamundo. Now for the fun part, shall we? see anything. Nope. You can't see it, but it's there, I assure you. Our very own Clark Byers electromagnetic field. Pretty neato, huh? Yeah. And this field affects any charged object in its vicinity. Just like my magnets. Just like your magnets. Okay, why is nothing happening? Well, because our field is stable. But if we reduce the current... How... 
the magnetic dipoles try to orient according to the field. But no, 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 no. I mean, how is this happening at my house? You want my honest opinion? One of your kiddos got up in the middle of the night, bumped into the fridge, and knocked the suckers loose. And the magnets at Melvold's? Apophenia. Apophenia. Uh, you're seeing patterns that aren't there. Coincidence. But what if it's not? Well, theoretically speaking, I suppose some large version of this AC transformer could exist. A machine of some kind. A machine? But in order to reach your house and downtown, gosh, that would take billions of volts of electricity and cost tens of millions of dollars. But it is possible. We cured polio in 53, landed on the moon in 69. As I tell my students, once you open up that curiosity door, anything is possible. All right, jumping back into the episode here. So there was uh, a, a scene, and this was one of my favorite scenes. Uh, this was of uh, Joyce and Mr. Clark, and, and they're talking about theories and, and, and what would need to happen in order for these magnets that uh, Joyce is starting to see fall everywhere. And it started with, um, with Bob Newby's poster, uh, falling off of the refrigerator and a magnet was holding it up and Mr. Clark was basically telling her that there has to be some sort of of really strong uh, power that is making this happen there would have to be some kind of major huge huge pull and we we know that we've seen a little bit of this happening uh, a little bit all over all over the place so that's wonderful that they're kind of like uh Inter, intermingling a lot of what's going on outside of Joyce and her experiences, but a lot of it is happening happening all over the place. Uh, we we saw a little bit of this in the warehouse, where we're starting to uh, see a lot of metal elements, or you know, whether it's uh, leaves or just 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 everything being pulled to this central location and we know that this is the central location now why all of these different elements are being pulled uh to this location we'll find that out in a little bit but then we go back to joyce and she's in the store she's talking to hopper and uh and you know elements are you know are starting to happen within uh the store that she's working at as well we're seeing a lot of the a lot of the uh, things falling off the shelves and she's just starting to slowly but surely piece a little bit of this stuff uh, ultimately together now the my my favorite um not necessarily favorite favorite but it's it's um my final point in my favorite list of scenes here and it's uh 11 dumping mike at the mall just you know Mike's sitting there stumbling over his words, not knowing exactly what to say, and he's just trying to make up these lines as he's going, and, you know, Eleven is looking at Max, and Max is, Max is looking at Eleven, and, you know, you can tell by their eyes, they're both saying pretty much, you know, we know you're clearly lying, and, you know, Eleven, she just, uh, she just basically just dumps Mike, I dump your ass, which is one of my favorite scenes um, from this season. And it's just, you know, cold as ice is playing in the background and they jump on the bus and they start laughing and they're eating their ice cream. And the boys are just, you know, especially Mike is just sitting there with their mouths wide open like, 
what just happened. I can't believe that's happened. He's just absolutely stunned. I love that scene. Now, um, a couple of few side points here I want to just uh, bring out. Um, Chips Ahoy game. Uh, Dustin, Steve, and Robin. And they're trying to figure out that the message is coming from the Hawkins Mall Star Court, not Russia. This is very pivotal um, to exactly... <clears throat> excuse me, exactly to what's going on. And I just love the way they are working together. So we're getting all these groups within the major party starting to form with these newer characters starting to be inserted in full time. And I'm just loving every single one of these uh, characters, especially Robin's character and the revelation that we get about her later on in the season. It's just, it's absolutely wonderful to see. And then we get the final scene of this episode and it's Billy sacrifices Heather, the uh, lifeguard. And uh, she is just screaming. This is a terrifying, absolutely terrifying scene and what's going on with her and he's he's like you know just just be quiet just take you know he's just trying to to settle her down and just comfort her in this eerily strange creepy horrific way and it's almost like you know he took some lessons from a uh a serial killer in this very moment uh but uh you know we are starting to see the beginnings of what's going on and from this episode on we really start the um ramping up of the action and the drama because honestly these two first episodes they weren't all that uh, scary or, or horrific but we're just laying the ground line um the the uh the, the 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 characters within this particular uh episode we're starting to really lay the uh the, the groundwork rather for what's about to happen with all of these characters and we're introduced and we firmly get a sense of what these characters are are like within this uh, world and by the time we get to the major uh, action sequences and, and points in the season we're fully on board with everything that's going on and like I said this also again is a, a credit to the Duffer Brothers so I can't wait to see what we have uh, in store because there's pretty much no turning back from this moment moving forward well I hope you guys have enjoyed today's episode uh, a, another revisited episode and I really wanted to to do this in a way to where I didn't cover exactly everything that I covered in my initial season three because as a lot of you know when I covered this particular uh, uh, season um, it was with my uh, my oldest uh, daughter and we, we really went down and I wanted to see her perspective and so the podcast has changed a little bit in that in that area but um, and of course I, I've got some um, some new things that are that are coming up especially for uh, the fourth season um, I'm gonna say really quickly here um i'm not going to uh, watch ahead because from what i've heard from this series so far and rather the season in the series is that these episodes are longer and i mean every episode is like an hour i think there's one episode from what they were saying um one of the episodes is, is almost an hour and a half long so i'm not going to watch and i'm not going to be able to you know because of time anyway i'm not going to be able to binge 
all of you know first volume and then second volume so i'm just gonna watch one episode uh one episode probably every couple days and then come and then every week uh give my take on it so if you've already watched ahead i'm sorry <laughs> you know you know so the context might be a little bit different but you know i'm just gonna really enjoy it because these are the last two seasons that we have of stranger things so i don't want it to to go as quickly as uh as it came in as this phenomenon so um yeah with all that being said this has been tony with the stranger things podcast and uh yeah i'll see you guys in the upside down Just stay very slow.